Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to be talking about a little bit of news, but mostly going over and covering all the action that happened this weekend in a pretty wild major one. I'd say a pretty unpredictable one. I don't think uh, a lot of people out there probably had the Surge versus NYSL final picked kind of out of the blue, but it was definitely uh, an exciting tournament, some crazy results, probably a lot of teams getting eliminated maybe earlier than we thought they would and some teams making further runs aka legion than maybe some people thought they would and overall just got a little bit of a better look um at what this year might look like in terms of where teams are at and also maybe even muddy the water more and we're even more confused by who the heck teams are um based on some of the results so uh before we get into that be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe if you guys enjoyed we had some crazy support almost 2,000 listens on the, the last one on youtube and bunch of new subscribers we hit the 800 subscriber mark so thank you guys so much for that now we're on the road to 900 that's our next goal so if you can help us get there that would be greatly appreciated we've we've appreciated all the support since the year started uh before we dive into news brock how you doing today oh we're doing very well for this fine monday evening i should say you know pretty cold in wisconsin like like always during this time watching great call of duty this weekend you know let's get into it yeah, it was a pretty good event. Um, I was witnessing history on Saturday, so I didn't get to see a lot of the Friday and Saturday matches. Had to catch up on like quick rundowns because I was at the Colts Vikings game. Um, thought it was going to be pretty boring. I could pull up my phone to watch some COD at that rate because everybody in the stadium was leaving. It was thirty-three nothing at halftime, and then uh, the Colts blew the biggest lead in NFL history. So I got to witness some crazy history as well this weekend um, at the Colts Vikings game. Maybe not in the way I wanted to see it, but. I missed some of the matches on Saturday, um, and then Friday I was driving over to Minnesota, so I didn't get to catch a lot on that, but I caught pretty much all of Thursday and all of Sunday, and then kind of reviewed a lot of the stuff on Friday and Saturday, so I don't have as much in-depth thoughts on that, but got a lot of stats in front of me, and I'm ready to talk about teams, uh, but first, we got like a little bit of news, just like a, a short bit to go through, uh, and then we're going to spend the rest of the podcast talking about um, about the teams and going one by one through their their event. Uh, first thing I saw was a ranked play uh, leak. I don't remember exactly. I'll have to pull it up here. I don't remember 100% who the leaker was. I want to give him credit, but I saw the Ghost of Hope like quote tweeted it because I didn't recognize the leaker. His name was like, it's like Task Force Leakers 141 and the ad is Task Force COD W. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a little 20 second video and it basically looked like ranked play from vanguard with like some slight tweaks maybe like more skill divisions like a million of them in fact uh like seven tiers there was like sr so it basically looked like another a good ranked play because it has um an elo system which is all we want but ghost of hope thinks it could be uh coming out with season two at launch or in like mid-season um and he says it's a much innovative and improved version of ranked play in vanguard so i'm excited for that yeah i'm also excited for that you know i hope it comes at the start of season two, which I really don't know when that is, but you know, probably later January, I would say. Yeah, I think the battle pass ends in like a month ish. So I would think, yeah, that would mean like mid, late January, early February. But also, like we know with Call of Duty and with Activision, when they think that they give us a window, it's never going to be in the early part of that window. They're always going to wait till yeah. last minute, or they'll tell Add us it comes out like January twentieth, and then it'll get delayed a day before. Yeah, add a couple weeks onto it, just like the CDL mosh pit mode. Yeah, whenever they tell you a date of something, just like plan to have it like two weeks later. Yeah, uh, Activision. But, but I'm I'm excited if it's like an upgraded version. Yeah, me too. Honestly, Vanguard drink was pretty 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 good. I would say. Yeah, for, yeah, and like when 
we say pretty good. It has nothing to do with the game. It's like independent of the game. The actual system itself, like in terms of like rank play systems, Vanguard's was one of the best for, uh, I mean, in terms of like all games, probably mm-hmm. pretty average. But in terms of Call of Duty ranked systems, maybe the best. Um, only one that would rival it uh, would be like World War Two's, because that was yeah. the only other ELO system we had. Um, the one thing I'm, I know, I don't think it's in this game. The one thing I want them to do, I want them to bring it back in Black Ops Two, but upgraded. I want them to bring back the team rank. Yeah, that was that was so fun. Y'all grinding for a certain rank as a team, not as individual. And like, I I think it's more fun because like, yeah, like you can like kill whore and like play for stats, and like there is like a factor where like if you have really good stats, it helps your SR. You might not lose as much, or you might gain more. But like when you were playing, it also helped because like. A lot of times you and I, like if we're playing with a couple of our friends, we have to hop on like a burner account because our SR is too high. Yeah. <laughs> to play. So like that's no fun. But if you could create like a team with all your friends, depending on the four you're playing with, you'd never have to worry about hopping on other accounts. You'd all have the shared ELO. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it also makes it a little more fun to grind for because like you're all just playing absolutely for the win because there's no such thing as individual stats like affecting your SR because it's a team SR. Yeah. I, so pre- I want them to bring that back. I prefer it too. I want them to bring it back. Cause I, it's also like, I don't know something about like the team aspect of it feels more rewarding to me. Mm-hmm. Like if you win, like with your team and increase everybody's ELO, it just feels more rewarding and more fun to me personally. Yeah. It's like, if you're all, let's say one person's one game away from ranking up, but, but you know, me and you are not, that's like not that fun. Like, yeah, so we could just like throw the game. Like, even though we don't really know it. Yeah. Or like when you're in a, a team, SR rank like yeah like it, it gets it makes that game much more intense and exciting when like if let's say like the the rank up is at 2500 SR and we're at like 2487 going into that game like we all know that this is a rank up game so you're going to go a little extra hard and it's going to be a little more fun because mm-hmm. like it's a little it makes the game a little more intense like oh this is a rank up game boys and like everybody's going to tee up for it and it's a little more hype when you like rank up because you're all going for that that next tier together yep I don't know. It just it just brings that like team sports aspect of it. That I mean, the reason a lot of us love playing team sports or any of that stuff—soccer, baseball, football, basketball, whatever you're playing—it makes it just. Like, that's why everybody loves team sports. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like that similar feeling in a way. It'd be dope if they brought it back somehow. Yeah. A uh, couple things with major four type news. Um, I'm gonna go a little out of order from what we wrote down for our news here, but. Um, Parista joined some elite company this weekend. Obviously, we are going to talk about New York a lot more, so don't want to spend a lot of time on this now. But Parista um, became one of very few players to now have a tournament win on five different titles. That is uh, like absurd when you actually think about it. Yes. Um, other players, I mean, think about this, this is ridiculous. Scump has a title on uh, or a tournament win on 10 different titles. That's the most. Krim uh, has on eight different Call of Duty titles. Uh, when we say that, obviously that means like different games. So like Ghost, Black Ops 2, MW. Um, Krim has won on eight different games. Comp on 10. Uh, Karma, Formal, and JCap have won on six. And then Priesta joined the company of Aches, Rock's favorite player, John, uh, Slasher, Clay, Octane, I don't, I don't and Priesta. So all those guys have won on five titles. So, I mean, Jeez. when you're being mentioned with Scump, Krim... Uh, even though it's not the same amount of titles, but like the players that are at five with him, Aix, John, Slasher, Clay, Octane, a lot of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's interesting on this list, uh, Priesta, the only one on this entire list of five-plus titles won on without a ring. Yeah. 
that everybody else has one or more rings on that entire list now that octane has one so that's yeah. very interesting maybe that means he's going to join the club this year never know ring. you just never know what that theme <laughs> but great stuff from priest we'll talk about priest a little more when we get to yeah. talking about new york because he deserves some respect on his name for um the struggles he's had the last few years people have been talking down on him including basically us and everyone because he hasn't been playing as well but he showed this weekend but we'll talk about him more when we get to new york mm-hmm. um, definitely Viewership wise, this weekend we peaked at about 160,000 and had an average of 112k. Uh, if you compare it to Major One last year, which was the Optic Major and won that Optic One, so obviously, I mean, it's no secret Optic pulls in the most viewership always. Um, so to see that the peak was about the exact same, but the average was about 42,000 viewers higher because the average last year was 70k with about that 160k peak. So the average is about 42,000 more viewers. Um, which is a positive thing to me because when you think about it, Optic won that major last year. So obviously, like I'm assuming the peak viewership was probably Optic in the finals. Yeah. Um, or maybe when Optic was playing phase and they knocked them or whatever. Like probably one of those series. And then this year, Optic didn't even make it to bracket play, but the peak was still the same and had a higher average. That's 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 a good sign for me, I would say. Yes, some of that's uh, you know, the, the team branding is going pretty good for other teams, other outside optic and phase, L18, all that. Yeah, starting to see some more fan bases. I think it also they actually gave us good viewership rewards for once. Yeah, like a lot of you get a lot of double weapon XP tokens for watching, which um, incentivizes people that maybe would never even watch like multiplayer COD, like Warzone people. Mm-hmm. This double weapon XP can level up their weapons for Warzone, so they might be tuning in just to get those tokens. It so like, definitely. it's kind of like what uh, I know a lot of people that are listening probably don't do this, but like Madden does that. Like uh, on the competitive Madden streams, they do drops. Um, and you can earn tokens to like get players in their ultimate team mode, uh, which is like a pretty dumbed down version, basically like a of what they do. But it like competitive Madden usually doesn't have that much viewership. Like maybe they'll have 10k normally on a tournament, but all of a sudden the night that they're giving away tokens, it'll be like 50k. So like, yeah. hey, it might not be like as like air quotes real viewership, but like, hey, if you can juice the viewership by giving good rewards, why not do it? Get your numbers up. <laughs> it'll yeah, help with fair. expansion. Yep, always, always. So that's good to see. Um, then, last thing before we just start talking individually about each teams, uh, this was a weird thing, kind of out of the blue. Like I just randomly saw it on Twitter today. Apparently, Major Four, which was scheduled to take place in New York, is just no longer going to be in New York. Uh, yeah, kind of like random and out of the blue. But uh, the location's been taken off the website. The event is going to be moved to another city. Apparently, as of now, um, according to like the sources from CDL Intel, Florida is like the strong contender to host it instead. And that event would be March 24th through April 16th. Uh, the tournament weekend would be April 13th to the 16th. So Florida, I mean, I saw like a lot of people on Twitter were begging for it to be London. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, interesting be. that New York, like the day after winning a tournament, is like, yeah, now we're not going to have a tournament. That's seems very odd to me at least yeah same here i just i don't really know why maybe i don't i don't i don't understand it really the only things i can think of is like like obviously something could have come up where they like don't want to it could be a financial thing or they don't want to host but the only other thing that came to my head is like maybe because like remember last year like the new york event everybody said it was like the best event and like one of the best locations Mm -hmm. so like it, I don't think it would be a CDL like not wanting to have it there and like they thought of a better location because like they loved that event and players loved it. But 
The only other thing I thought of is maybe like they just were told like, hey, you can get champs. Potentially. But I also thought they were talking about how they didn't want to have champs at like the site of teams because it's kind of like like last year it became like a home field advantage mm-hmm. for LA Thieves. And you don't necessarily want like a home field advantage in in your playoffs. So I don't know. Like it it's just seems very odd to me. It, I wonder if we'll get more news on that soon. Yeah. I, I don't I honestly I can't really think of why it would happen, but yeah. It's an odd thing. I I would think could be maybe champs or something, but I don't know. We'll we'll see because it seems very odd with how, how great they said that location was. But I'm yeah hoping it's maybe not champs because I'm like sitting here thinking like maybe we'll get champs in like Chicago and it'll be easy for us to go, but who knows? Uh, I'll be interested to hear what happens. I'm sure we'll get more news on mm-hmm. why that's the case, but sucks for people because like that tournament's in April, which is at this point about like four months away because it's like mid-April. So like, you know, some people probably already took off work or that wanted to like fly to that event because it's like a, a good trip to New York and like yeah. people might have already booked flights. So hopefully they're able to cancel because that kind of sucks that they told that. Like that's always been my biggest gripe. Like we want to go to champs this year. And it's in June, which doesn't seem like that far away, but like the older you get, you have a little bit more obligations and it's harder to just like travel on short notice. Yeah. So like for us, like that's in June, we want to make sure we're off work and like are able to book a place to stay and flights and stuff early enough. So like I hate that they always wait so long, like until like a month or two ahead of time to announce the location. Because for people that have to travel to it, which is a lot of people, like it delays you. So they better get their stuff together and stop switching weekends and like hiding locations from us just damn it tell us where the tell us where the events are gonna be yeah for real it gets really annoying it helped everyone out in the long run yeah 100 percent. all right then that is about all we had for news like i said pretty short there's only about 10 15 minutes of news but now we're just gonna basically do a deep dive into each team we're gonna start with the teams from uh that finished uh outside of bracket play so uh optic boston lag london royal ravens are the teams that didn't make it to the bracket so we're gonna kind of go one by one with those teams talk about just like the tournament as a whole for them you know maybe what went wrong what does like the next few weeks look like for them just like basically we're gonna go team by team and talk about individually starting from like the bottom placers to the top then we'll go to top eight um then we'll go to the two teams that finished top six and then our fourth place team third place team second and first um kind of get the idea and like might not spend as time as much time on other teams we don't have as much to talk about, well, we'll just kind of we'll kind of see where it goes and see how much we like this format because we're always trying out new stuff to react to the majors and stuff. Um, yep. First thing we're going to talk about, though, a uh, couple teams in this group of teams that didn't advance to bracket play that I didn't think we'd be talking about here. Uh, really odd. <laughs> like, for sure, two of them I didn't think we'd be talking about. London doesn't shock me as bad as it sounds to say, but like, LAG's a little surprising to me and Optic and Boston are very surprising to me that we're talking about them here. But first is Optic uh they don't make it to bracket play that's definitely not what i expected i don't know if i necessarily expected them to like win the tournament i had them finishing like top four at least but to see them not make it to bracket is a pretty shocking turn for me um uh, mm-hmm. but man it's it's florida florida no matter what the roster is in the cdl area again they have they have optics number you cannot deny that they have optics number when uh when it matters most you'd say yeah it's it's an odd thing though isn't it like it Optic is clearly the more talented team. Like it shouldn't be a thing. And like every time they've yeah. played, in my opinion, they've been the more talented team. But it's just like for some something about that matchup with Florida, they get them. It's like a little mental block for some reason. 
it's weird though because it's not even like the same players. Like Dave Patty's gone, and um, I know I'm blanking. There are a couple of players, Skies Awakening. They're not on the team anymore. Vivid, yeah. Like it, it's just so yeah. It's just so odd to me. I just, it's I like, just don't it, understand. It's like when they see the see that Mjolnir's logo, it's like freeze <laughs> or something. We saw those new jerseys, and they're like, those are fire. They were just like scared, I guess. Yeah, and it doesn't help when elite shooting bodies too. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't understand. That. that was tough. Um, I was going to say some stuff about Florida, but I want to save it. I don't want to talk about uh, about Florida till we get to them. But Optic, like, a lot to talk about here. I've got, like, some of the advanced stats up and, like, some of the regular stats. But Shotsu is obviously their overall top KD. Um, Skump and Illy were both around 0.95. A lot of people were really on Illy for this tournament. Skump did perform down from uh, from what we had seen from him. Still, mm-hmm. it wasn't a bad event by any means. He had a point nine six, um, but like, I don't know. It's it's. It, I don't really think like we expect Scump to do much more than a point nine six. Like maybe we expect him to be above a one and slaying a little more. But like, I think it was almost close to what we'd expect from him. He also almost averaged like a minute and forty seconds in the hill in hard point. But dashy man, like he was barely above Ilian damage. He had a 1.01 from the AR spot. I get that subs were um, people figure out the Vaznev was pretty darn good in this event, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of expected a little bit more from, from Dashy. He controls usually his game mode. He had a 0.96 in that. He's supposed to be like an MVP caliber player. And like he's using an AR, a pretty easy position to put up some numbers. And he, he didn't do it for me this weekend. I was a little shaky on Dashy. Yeah, he def- underperformed. Do we think a change is needed with this team? Um, we'll, we'll give we'll give him one more major, but then even then, I just I don't know if they will make a change because of Scups last year. So it's optic. It's always like it's like hard to, and and we've seen it always with optic. Like they need, if you think they should make a change, they need like extra to make a change because they just don't do it ever. Yeah, like it's very rare for them to make a change. Yeah, so and also get, it's very rare for them to make a change. Not only like. In general, but especially mid-season, they don't really do that very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, give them one, one more month next major, and then if that goes off. Then, yeah, I kind of, it. I kind of agree, but also at the same time, like it is a little bit different situation because, like, they did like basically drop Illy and Dashi before the season. So, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if like a bad placing like this just kind of like brings out some of those old issues. Because obviously there were some issues that they were willing to drop them. Yeah. So I wonder if like dropping them or like like placing this poorly brings out some of those old issues again. Yeah, potentially. Just I just I don't know. Their KDs weren't bad overall. Just I guess in the in the moment they really couldn't lie. I up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would. I would say. It's definitely a team to watch because I think now, based on how the offseason went with a couple of their players like Ilian Dashi potentially being dropped or like announced that they were restricted free agents, I think the leash might be shorter and it might be a realistic possibility for them to make changes. Because like you said, you don't know if they'll make changes in Scumps last year, but I think you could also flip that argument and say like, because it's Scumps last year, like things aren't going well. They might get desperate and make some major changes because they don't want him to go out on a bad note. Yeah, I wonder if they... Do a trade, do like a first ever trade or something that goes through the best. I mean, like the one that seemed obvious for me is another team like LAG. Like, if 
something's not working out with Dashy because like they obviously had thoughts to drop him. RCDs has the history with Optic and with mm-hmm. Scump and with Hex. Like that seemed like a possible position because like if you're LAG, you can get a young, talented player like Dashy on your roster. It's probably something to be interesting in doing because we know of Dashy's ceiling. I mean, he was the runner up to MVP last year. Yeah. Like nobody will deny that Dashy's ceiling is insane. He has the ceiling to be the best player in the league at times. He does, but just he doesn't bring it all all the time, all the tournaments. But like if you're a team like LAG and your team is sucking anyways, you might want to get a guy like Dashy who might be under contract for multiple years. Potentially build around if you're struggling anyways. Kind of like in sports, like how you trade maybe like a vet. If you're not ready to win, you trade away your vet for a young star. It could kind of be like that. Like and yeah. RCDs would help maybe optic in like a win now mode. Like that could be a potential thing. Uh, but I also think like Optic was to make a change. I think they would look at a two-man change. I feel like they would just finally make the move of Dashy and Illy since they already looked at it, but who knows? Could all be premature. Maybe we know this team has incredible talent. They won an event together last year. Maybe it was just they need a little bit more time to learn the game. Um, I think the reason that people are so alarmed is because Optic usually does so well at the first event always. Yeah. They seem to always win it or place very well. So like to see them not even make it to bracket play is outrageous. Yeah, maybe it's flipped this this year. First comes last ride. And maybe they improve towards the end. <laughs> yeah, just like like the thieves last year. Yeah. All right. Next team uh, that didn't advance the bracket play Boston. I honestly don't have as much on this team because, to me personally, at least, I felt like this was a slight fluke in a way. Uh, simply because, I mean, like. Awakening isn't able to play mm-hmm. in their second match because of like an illness or he like wasn't feeling well for that um, for that match. So that's a little tough for them. Obviously, they have to bring in Beans, which Beans very good player, one of the top players in challenges. But it's always hard when you're just picking up a replacement who's doesn't really fit into your system because you haven't worked with him on everything and every little detail. Which at that level, every little detail matters. Yep. Um, in Awakening in the one series, he did play at a point nine. Nero had a very very good event though, uh, a one point three three in control. 1.14 overall was one of the top KDs on the weekend. Um, I honestly am not ready to panic on Boston. It is really shaky that they don't make it out. But like I said, it, it's tough to judge because they didn't have their full team for both matches. Yeah. The upside is Nero played well. Yeah, Nero played well. Wake, you might be able to discount it because, well, yeah. frankly, he didn't get to actually like play play and Methods was, you know, normal solid methods. But to see Nero have that ceiling to me is a is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I think this is where you have to look a little bit at, like, advanced stats. In terms of hardpoint, Vivid had a 1.1 in hardpoint and was at 26.8 kills per 10 minutes, which, um, if I sort it by all players at Major 1, I would have to assume that that's probably pretty high on the list of kills per 10. Yeah, Vivid was number one in hardpoint kills per 10 minutes, and Nero was number two. They're just flying hardpoint. <laughs> yeah, and actually Beans ended up being 7th in the one match he played. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, pretty impressed with that. Something I actually just sort of by hardpoint hill time. Interesting, Scump and Illy were number 1 and 2 in hardpoint hill time per game. That's interesting on the same team. Yeah, that is um, kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, but Nero was also 3rd in hardpoint damage per 10 minutes, and Vivid was 6th. And methods was in ninth in hardpoint damage. So like advanced stats tell you like in hardpoint they're frying. Like they have some other things to clean up. But 
Personally, I have like absolutely no panic. Some people like on the flank, I heard like pretty down on Boston, but I actually don't have that much panic with this team. I think they're going to be just fine. I think it was unfortunate awakening. Um, wasn't able to to play in both their matches, uh, the, mm-hmm. their elimination match. That that really sucks. Um, yeah, but I'm not that panicked. I think this team has a lot of talent. To see Nero and Vivid pop off at times once they get a healthy big wake, um, I think this team's going to be very good. I'm not that panicked. I'm pr- I'm pretty much saying I'm going to brush off this as very unlucky series of events. And if they struggle again at Major Two on their home major, I believe I think the next one's in Boston. Um, yeah. They struggle big time at their own major. I'm going to write them off, but I think I'm still ready to maybe go into the next major expecting like a top six, top four finish for, for Boston. Mm-hmm. I, I also uh, maybe wanted to see Doug somehow. <laughs> hey, Doug get the substitution spot. Yeah. They, they, they go. Are, What'd you, you say? Uh, are you on uh, that train as well, though? Like, are you panicking about Boston? Or are you kind of like I, I'm? I'm gonna need to see a little more before I am like worried about them because uh, I'm not worried at all about them personally. I, I'm not. I'm not really worried, but to be fair, I wasn't really that high high on them. But yeah, I'm pretty you, high. You, on them you, still. you can't. You can't really judge it. Judge them by a big wake not feeling well. Also, we know beans. first event uh, things can be can be a little interesting. First events. Um, can be very interesting. Sometimes we see teams have really good runs and then do nothing the rest of the year. Sometimes we te- mm-hmm. see teams suck and then they're pretty consistently good for the rest of the year. So it's don't you want to take everything with a grain of salt because we are very, very, very early into the year. Um, still, still early. However, we say that and we get to this next team. Um, uh, can we skip this? We might have <laughs> seen enough from this team. LAG, uh, uh I think this team has got to make a change. This team sucks. They might be the worst team in the game right now. Probably are the worst team in the game. They they absolutely stink. Yeah, this team's not good. And like, I didn't. I was on the train all offseason. I didn't think they were going to be that great. I thought they had potential, but I wasn't that high on them. You obviously were very high on them. I think you even said that they might win an event. Yeah. You were picking RCDs to be a dark horse MVP. Like you were really high on this team. I necessarily wasn't, but. It was rough. It was rough. Uh, Spart had a .72 in hard point, 19.1 kills per 10, which if I sort here, also 19.8 for both Neptune and Arcides. If I sort by hard point kills per 10, which is like the kills per 10 and damage per 10 is a lot of times how you can tell a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, Spart is only ahead of, interesting, Spart is only ahead of uh, Illy, Dashy, and then Dead Last was Major Maniac in hard point kills Jeez. per 10. Um, but he's only ahead of Illy, Dashy, and Major Maniac, which is interesting to see Dashy all the way down there. He's playing slow. Um, yep. And then if you sort by hardpoint damage as well. Oh, wow. Hardpoint damage for 10. Skump was the bottom player. Really? Um, Insight was just above him. Major Maniac, Illy. But like, you've got RCs, Neptune, Hook. They're all in a row kind of towards the bottom. Yeah. Sparks a little higher. But like overall, like, Damage per ten, kills per ten in almost every mode. Like they're they're not looking the best. Um, Definitely, would you say shit the bed <laughs> this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> so th- this team, they got to say they probably got to make a change. Uh, their only map wins this weekend were against a Challengers team. Yeah. It's... Oh no, they won one map against Minnesota. Yeah, it's not gonna cut it when your academy team's playing better than your pro team. <laughs> also, yeah, do they? The maps that they won, they obviously won the one hard point against the Challengers team, but they won a certain. Yeah, they didn't win a hard point. They didn't win a respawn 
against a pro team this weekend. Jesus, yeah. They clean it up. They want to even get anywhere near to winning a event. I mean, Jesus Christ! In the series against New York, Neptune had nine point eight uh, control kills per ten. Jesus. Yeah, this is bad. This is bad. This this team has to make a change. Um, and overall, like obviously, we're talking about a lot of stats right now and like deep diving into their map counts and stuff. The fact they weren't able to win a respawn um, against pro teams, but like just the eye test tells you too. Like it's a mess. Um, I was extremely concerned with the three year contract for Spart going into the season. Um, I wasn't reassured at all that that was a good decision this weekend. I don't know if he is the answer. Um, I would say honestly, I could see a world where you keep Arcides and you clean the other three out. Three. I also, I also am not completely opposed to like you maybe grab a flex and a sub and you keep Arcides and Hook on the main roster. I'm just not sold on Spartan Neptune personally. Yeah, it's to be fair. Spartan Neptune have been underperformed all season so far. But they have, I mean, they have Joe Deceives on their challenge roster. Everybody's saying is one of the top players. I feel like he's an easy call up. Yeah, definitely try him out and exceed. Has been playing very well in challengers. He was the challengers MVP last year. We've seen him in the league before. He played a little bit on the rocker. Like he mm-hmm. looks very good. I, I would say maybe like you call those two up. Um, maybe choose between Hook or um. Joe deceives to run your second AR. Yeah. And then let the other two, whether it's uh exceed in either Hook or Joe deceives, um, run it up, get some younger talent in there, get some fresh blood in there. I just don't think Spartan Neptune are, are the move for me. I, I kind of was on that train all off season. It's, it's been pretty much confirmed. It, it's looking tough out here for this team. Yeah. It's looking very grim, but maybe I think, I think they'll give him one more shot. I think they might too, just because it's so early. It's, it is tough to make a change this this yeah. early, but there are some times when you can just tell, like, hey, it's not going to work. And I don't honestly know if there's many other teams. Like, there are teams I don't think can win. Like, I, I don't think, coming out of this weekend, I don't think London or Mutineers can win either. But, like, I think there's at least some slight hope that those teams could be a little bit more competitive. This LAG team doesn't even look like it could be very competitive right now. Yeah. Speaking of the other team, though, our last uh, team that didn't advance the bracket play that we're going to talk about before we get into our two top eight teams, London. Um, I'd say like of our top 12 teams uh, or our teams that didn't advance, like maybe the least shocking because I would say most people expected Optic and Boston to advance. I know Boston was kind of on the fence, but like there, I think most people would have them ahead of London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and LAG, like they looked rough, but like I feel like a lot more people probably picked them to advance than London. London was maybe a little more expected, but um, does a change need to be made with this team? Are you thinking about it, or are you like they looked okay at some point in the online qualifiers? Like, do you keep trying to run it back a little bit? I don't know. I this this is a little more expected for me, so I, I feel like I'm not as panicked maybe because of that. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they will make a change at the at this moment. I, I think no one will make a change until maybe after major two. If need be, unless it's going really bad in like the qualifiers. I don't know. I could see a team making a change. I could see like LAG making a change before, but I, I agree in general, most teams probably wouldn't make a change before major two. Yeah. L- L- London, you know, had had the first two weeks of online qualifiers and then they still win after that. <laughs> yeah, and like looking at their um they've lost a lot of series in a row, but like looking at their their individual stats, wasn't like the worst weekend for any of their players like none of them really played like particularly bad 
Mm-hmm. Um, zero had a pretty good weekend. Actually, was pretty decent in hardpoint kills per ten and overall KD and hardpoint KD. Like in hardpoint, they overall played pretty well, and like nobody was like noticeably playing terrible. Paul overall, based on his numbers, was playing pretty slow. Um, oh yeah, yep. In his advanced stats, but like the th- tough thing for me is that they lose to an academy team. They lose to LAG Academy, which granted, best challenger team in the game right now. They won the tournament as well. So like it is a very good team, and it's like chalked full of former pros. Yeah, um, and talented players. Like it's not, it's not really like as that embarrassing deal. as it may sound to lose to an academy team. Like the, when you say it like that, they lost to a challenger team. It like sounds kind of embarrassing, but that, like, make no mistake, LAG Academy is a very good Call of Duty team. Uh, it, it's like different for some teams in the challenges. Yeah, and they're, they're a very good team. It's not like it's like some super super embarrassing thing. Obviously, you're a you're a CDL team. You don't want to ever lose to a challenger team. Mm-hmm. But like it, it's not as embarrassing as it sounds when you say, "Hey, they lost to a challenger team," but. Uh, yeah, they got 3 0 by Seattle and beat in a map five against LAG Academy. Uh, I don't have that much to say about London, to be honest. Kind of what I expected from them was to not make it out. Maybe I didn't expect them to exactly lose to an Academy team, like I said, but I still feel like there's like a glimpse of this team, like being a potential team that could make noise and crack into the top eight, just because like ASIM still has that pop off potential. Like they have very consistent players that are like pretty smart players and can play well to me. Like, I just don't know how this team makes a change to get better because we've learned this offseason that they don't like to spend a lot of money yeah, on their contracts. And like okay. the best EU players that just popped off, which is what they like to sign, were like Gizmo and Harry. Like they had those two last year. Do they really want to run it back with them again? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, They're I don't see a world. Players. Yeah. And like Wardy, another talented, I believe he's from EU. Um, he's on under contract with New York. So yeah. I don't know what this team. I'm ready to watch them a little bit more because I do think like the tools are there for be for them to be like a consistent teamwork based team that can cause a couple upsets. And I want to see them develop that teamwork a little more before just like jump into a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because I also don't know that the change is available. You have to always remember every team could make a change to get better, but it has to be available and they have to be willing to do it. Yep, I, I didn't have a high hopes for this team. I think that I picked them to eat like to lose to a chant uh, LAG team academy. Yeah, um, I will say though, like I'm, I'm not as low as I feel like I could be on them. Like I, I still like when they play, I'm not like it's an auto win. Like I do think yeah. because of the caliber of veterans they have on their team, like I, I'm not always ready to instantly write them off. Like I, I think they can be a competitive team, and mm-hmm. that my mind wasn't changed from this weekend by that. Yeah, there is some promise with them. <laughs> yeah. All right, our top eight teams. Um, we got Mutineers first. They finished top eight. I thought, honestly, this weekend, I would consider overall a positive step for the Mutineers, in my opinion. Um, I would, too. Since we I wouldn't have been shocked for them to not make it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hopefully. in their group, with they had Optic in Toronto. I expected them to not make it out of their group. So the fact that they made it out, to me, would be an improvement on what I thought. Yeah, T8. I mean, I, I, mean, I thought their seed would be like, 11 or, 11 or 12, basically one of the last two. So happy for them is pretty good. Well, I would say they got one of the tougher pools. Like I would consider like going to the event. I would say if you got placed in a pool with optic in Toronto, that would be a very tough pool. Yeah. And they made it out like overall. And on the weekend, like Avic on land, Brock 1.06 best KD on the team. Maybe we see some new havoc this year. Yeah. He, that the first series against optic, the one that they lost in the map five, Havoc was having his way. 
I think you're texting me because I wasn't able to watch it at the moment. He, he was crying. He was cooking Optic in the first series that they ended up losing. Mm-hmm. He was frying. Now, I actually want to look at Havoc's advanced stats for Search and Destroy because looking at his basic stats, he had a 1.33 in Search this weekend and Brack had a 1.26. Major Maniac with a 0.86, a little concerning, though. Yeah, he definitely, you know, as an AR. But, you know, he'll, he'll only get better with the, you know, more time, you know, closer to champs. He'll step up. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, the clear thing that sticks out to me, though, Florida on the year. Five and four in control, pretty good. Seven and five in search, pretty good. Four and twelve in hard point. Yeah, kind of just getting outslayed, out superstar, you'd say. <laughs> yeah, they they struggle pretty big time uh, in in hard point. Yeah, in that series against um against Optic, have Havoc had a one point two seven that first series in hard point or in search. I mean, and Jesus, yeah, he was. He was having his way. 30% of his team's kills, two maps. Second series against Optic, he had a 2.57 in Search and Destroy. Brack had a 2.75 in that map five win. Um, I thought it was funny. Did you see the Aix clip he posted? Uh, I don't think so. Actually, it was like a they were it was like a they were doing like a tier ranking of all the teams before the season, like in October. And he said, yeah, yeah, you're all high on Optic until they get Nezlo'd first event by Florida to get knocked out, and they got Nezlo'd by Florida to get knocked out. I thought that, and he posted the thing <laughs> that he was like, hey, it may have been early, but I'm never wrong. And I thought that was pretty funny. Aches. Uh, always. He's always trolling Optic, which is, oh, I always think it's funny. It's very funny. But they got Nezlo'd. Um, tough to see, but Florida, hey, I'm, I would say, like I said, my last thing before we move on to our next team, I'd say step in the right direction. Brack impressed me a lot this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Avic impressed me. I thought Vickle, at times, like there were some series where I thought Vickle needed to slow down a little bit. At sometimes it was like mm-hmm. the go button was a little too fast for him. And I like the speed, but like I said, you can only play with so much speed if, if the players around you are matching it. It's not going to do you any good. And yeah. we know Brack, Major Maniac, even Havoc are slower players at their position. Um, speaking of slow, I, I'm on Dave Patty watch. Major Maniac's going to have to improve or Mr. Dave might be coming off the bench. Yeah. So, yeah. Typical for typical. Yeah. Because <laughs> Major Maniac with a .86 on the main AR is not going to cut it. Obviously, we know the IC brings. Yeah, but, he's not showing it right now. But, like... Right now, like their issue, search and destroy. Dave Petty's also a pretty good search and destroy player. He can also bring out the sniper. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he's a control player. And like, if your issue is like you're concerned with Dave Petty's speed, well, I would be too. But like, Major Maniac is also like the slowest player in the league still currently. So like, it can't get much slower if you bring in Dave. And yeah, maybe Dave would bring a little more slaying and hardpoint. But also, it's easy to say that because his numbers are bad, but we know Major Maniac brings a lot of intangibles. So, so we'll see. But I'm I'm on mm-hmm. Dave like Patty is ideal. like Dave Patty's like knocking on the like he's he's getting prepared to knock on the door. Like I I'm aware that he's there, and I think he might yeah. be looking to sub him in to raise this team's hard point ceiling. Mm-hmm. He's like walking up to the door. <laughs> yeah, you can see him on the ring doorbell cam right now. He's yeah. he's getting ready. It's so frustrating right. for, for Major Maniac. You know, you have a good you have a good map than a bad map. It's so inconsistent. Yeah. And like like this team, what they're missing right now, they're pretty good in search, pretty good in control. They're missing the the consistent slang and hardpoint to be able to put up numbers. That's really what they're missing right now. Yeah. 
So that could be a, a potential thing to look at. But I think that they're going to, I think Vickle's going to improve. I'm a little concerned because I don't know if Havoc can keep up that performance, which is what concerns me with this team. Yeah. But overall, I, I don't see how you could say much besides it's a pretty positive weekend because they outperformed a lot of expectations. Yeah. I think Brack would be the same. Stay the same. Yeah. Yeah, he was a pretty good player when we saw him in the league in uh, Black Ops Four. So I would expect him. I would. Yep. I would agree. Yep. Um. All right. So next team, top eight, Rocker. Um. On the other uh, side of the coin here, I'd say Mutineers was impressive. I'd say this is a disappointing finish. Um. It is for me for for the Rocker. Uh, they lose to Legion to get eliminated, which doesn't sound as bad as it may have last year because Legion's actually a decent team now. Um. Yeah. But man, hardpoint S and D inconsistencies were really costly for them. Sometimes they're really good at search. Sometimes they're really good at hardpoint, but they can never piece it together. Um, uh, it just feels like every year they have a team that's just so talented, but they just like can't piece they it can't together. Put, they just can't put it together. Like I'm not overly concerned, but I'm like, like if we're talking about like panic button, I'm like I'm not looking for the panic button. I'm not opening up the case on it to hit it. I'm just like. I'm making myself aware of where it is because it's like this team should be better early. Like I, I thought this team was going to be good right away. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. they're bad. I think they're pretty good. I wouldn't be shocked to see them improve on this placing at the next event, but it, it's a little troublesome as to why they couldn't do better than top eight. Yeah, um, but it is a new team. It is a new team, so they got to get more time to gel with each other. Yeah, that is true. That That's 100% true. It could take a little time to to gel it's just like when you see a team with this much talent on it you want it to work right away and you can get impatient i feel like yeah definitely but you know they're all good of players in their own rights i think i think they'll piece it together coming gradually yeah they also feel like a team that i i think they're also a team that like like if you want to take some positives away i feel like attach first event is a main ar 1.08 at a 1.23 and hard point also at a point seven nine in search. So like if you look at their search KDs, they really struggled um overall in search and destroy. Like attach at a point seven nine, came to the point five four, bands to the point seven six. Mm-hmm. If you were to tell me that this team dominated in search but really struggled with their hard point KDs and stuff, I would have been a little more concerned. I feel like you'd probably agree with this. Like if you're telling me that right now Minnesota's struggling in search, I feel like that's a good thing. Because like if yeah. there's one game mode I trust this team to improve in. It'd be search like they're seven and eight in hard point, so they're about five hundred in hard point. That's not that's not terrible. Um, they're seven and two in control, five and zero oh on uh, a silo, and two and two on fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, then search and destroy, they're four and six. So like their worst game mode is search and destroy. Now, if you were to tell me that their worst game mode is going to be search and destroy, uh, I'd feel very good about the chances of this team because if they have already got their hard point and at about a fifty percent win rate, and their controls at like a 75% win rate. Yep. Uh, I I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that for this team because I, I think that they're going to be able to improve their search. So I'd say overall, like, definitely disappointing to finish top eight, but the path to getting better is clear for me. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, last year they could win a hard point to save their life. Now they're actually winning a hard point. And, so, like, and then this... Yeah. I would, I would say, like, if you told me, like, this Minnesota roster, their win rate and hard point's going to be about 50%, I'd say... They could win events with that, definitely. Because I feel like they'd be so good at control and search that fifty. If they win half their hard points, yeah. I like so that basically means like between maps one and four, they're gonna split. All I have to do is trust them to win two 
of the three maps between the two searches and control, I would take Minnesota in most of those series. Like I trust mm-hmm. them to be able to win two searches or a search and a control. Yeah. As long as they're able to split the hard points. So I would say like the fact that search and destroy is their worst game mode right now is a positive for me. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, I, I get you saying. Cause like, I think that's the easiest game mode for this team to fix for some teams. Definitely not. But for this team, I think it's the easiest yeah. one for them to fix. Yeah. Overall disappointing weekend, but you know, They'll they'll gradually get better, better every every day, every week. And like we said, it's the first event of the year, and it happened faster than normal. It's a new team, like yeah, people are going to struggle. And like, perfect example is the next team we're about to talk about, LA Thieves. Uh, Yeah, they finished top six. Obviously, the team that you picked to win the event, um, probably a lot of people picked to win the event because they're the defending champs. Uh, They had won the last two events we saw. they bow out top six. They lost to Seattle and Toronto, which, I mean, Toronto at times looked like they were probably the best team at this major mm-hmm. for a little bit there. I think heading into Sunday, a lot of people were probably thinking Toronto might win it all. Um, and then Seattle, obviously, was one of the better teams at this major. They finished second. So, yeah, interesting there from Thieves. Overall, when you look at the stats, Octane was the only player above a one at the major with a 1.01. Um, mm-hmm. Draza and Envoy were both in the point nines, and Kenny had a point eight six. Um, yeah. Interesting, but I'm also at the same point. Like they had a lot of series where they were very close. Uh like they beat Vegas three two, beat Elevate three one, lost to Seattle one three, three out Florida, lost to Toronto one three. Some overall like pretty close series. Um feel like they just need a little bit of time to learn the game, maybe. Yeah, I I think so, honestly. I I don't know if Yeah. I'd say it is a little concerning to see Kenny at a point eight six though, considering how much everybody was saying like the Vaznev was so good on LAN. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be calling for him to, to do a roll switch because we saw what happened with that last year. Yeah. I think I think Kenny, you know, well, last year he started slow too because of the roll switch as well. But I think he just starts slow in games. Yeah, and like I feel like LAT is maybe a little bit of a slow starting team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like though that like their engagements per ten and their damage per ten and all this stuff like in every mode mostly besides maybe like a few outliers it's very close in terms of like engagements per ten kills per ten damage per ten besides maybe controls a little bit of discrepancies envoys a little bit higher than uh, everybody but overall like when you look at their advanced stats like that like pacing wise it looks like they're on the same page they're just maybe not picking up the kills right now which once again. If you were to tell me the issue with Thieves is maybe they need to slate a little more and they're not picking up kills. I, I trust Octane, Envoy, Draza, and Kenny to pick up the slaying. This is not a team that's going to struggle with that. So, like, I feel like you got to do a little bit of a deep dive into these stats. And, like, when I see that their pacing seems to be on point, that's a positive for me because I feel like that just means that they just got to start picking up more kills, which is something I trust them to do. Also, yeah. Draza with 30.2 uh, S&D first blood percentage, that's, like, got to be one of the highest in the weekend. That's pretty insane. Jesus, yeah. But also, I feel like there were series where players on their team were playing very well, but like none of them were playing extremely well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Draza was number two in SD first blood percentage behind Beans, who only had like the one map. Yeah. Um, he was 4% higher than a BZ in first blood percentage, which we know he's the king of that. Yep. So, yeah, pretty, pretty overall um, disappointing weekend because they're thieves, like their goal every tournament, like they expect to win, but. I'd say top six, based on the way it went for them, isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, top six without with just one player going above one barely. Take it. Yeah, 
but uh, I, I would see an improvement on the horizon for them, and I expect them to get a, a little better. Better, I would better say. as the time goes, yeah, definitely. All right, then we've got Legion, the other team in top six. Maybe the surprise of the weekend. I guess NYSL wasn't really expected to win, so they might be considered the surprise of the weekend. But let's go Legion. Yeah, Legion, top six finish, like more CDL points than they had all of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the best performance probably, probably the best performance in a tournament since the one random home series final appearance they had in MW. Um, yeah. Super impressive weekend for them, and I would say like I could see a way they improve because I feel like they were in some series that they could have won and they kind of threw away. Like I'm excited for this team going forward. Yeah, I, I like this team uh, on land. Pro stepped up on land. Compared DJ to did as well. DJ looked and pretty teach. good. Yeah, attempt doing his thing. Plays a little bit, you know, point eight six KD, but you know he'll get it up. He'll get it up. Yeah, yeah, I. I agree with you. I think that overall impressive weekend from them. And like you said, Clay, 0.86, a little shocking to see. But like I felt like he was making a lot of plays and big plays when it mattered. It had some pretty big clutches in Search and Destroy. Temp had the ace in round 11 in that map too. Uh, versus Thieves to put them up 2-0. Obviously didn't end up how they wanted it to. They got reverse swept in that series. But like even in the series they lost, they were so much more competitive than the typical Legion team we see. Yep. Um, search and destroy for this team this weekend on point. I mean, oh, yeah. look at the search and destroy. Katie's worst one on the team was clay with a 1.0. Jeez, yeah, this team arrives in the search and destroy. <laughs> yeah, what was their their overall record in search this year is 10 and 5, and they're 6 and 13 in hard point and 3 and 7 in control. Yeah, if they did get the 500 and maybe, maybe control a little bit lower than hard point, you know, fuck around, maybe go top three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, What in the Thieves series, they went 1-1 one and one in Search and Destroy. The Boston series, they went 2-0. and oh. Elevate, they went 2-0. and oh. Against FaZe, they lost the one Search. And then against Minnesota, they uh, won both Searches. And then against New York, they won their Search. Mm-hmm. So, like, they basically, the only Search they lost on the weekend was to Atlanta and then LA Thieves, and they won every other Search. Which is... Which is fair because yeah, those teams are good at search. <laughs> very good. They're very excited to see this team actually do some some good work. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this team as well. Uh, I think I'm a little scared because TJ and Prolude. I don't know if they can keep up the the pretty crazy performances we saw. But if we can see Teach continue to to put up these numbers and this team overall continue to look like this, I'm excited. I, I think they're a team that. They're never going to really be like heavy favorites going into many matches, but I, I could see them being a consistent, annoying team that has potential to upset a lot of people. Could you see this team being maybe like a LEG last year? Like making a run to win, win make, it all? Making a crazy run, win it all? Event? I don't know. It's really tough for me to say that they're going to win an event. I can see them being like a... I was going to say like Florida, but I don't know if that's right, but it's maybe the closest thing. Or, or like Boston last year, they like finished like top three major team. Yeah, like I I can see this team being like a Boston or a Florida from last year, whereas like going into a lot of series, you weren't maybe necessarily having them as the favorite going into events. You weren't picking them to uh, be a favorite, but it was like Boston and Florida. Like every year, you expected them to maybe lose early in the or every tournament last year, you expected them to maybe lose early, and then all of a sudden they'd be like, oh, there they are, they're top four. Oh, there they are. We were expecting them to get first round, and they finished top six. Or like yeah. every year, like like every tournament last year, like. 
Florida was like playing somebody good in the first round. You're like, well, Florida will get knocked to losers and they'll finish top eight. Well, nope, they just won. They're in winners round two. Like, I could see Legion doing that a lot this year, where it's like you never expect them to do something, and then all of a sudden, there they are. They didn't do crazy, but they finished top six, and it might be enough to just constantly finish top six that they all of a sudden will see him at champs. I'm excited though. I think this team has a lot of potential to be an annoying, solid team. Yeah, annoying team that wins knocks out teams from pro points. Like every every time, like that's people always say about like that Toronto team when they had like Kleenex inside Bance, Cami, that team. Like I could see them being that team that just like they're hard to put away because they're gonna yeah. be so good at search and destroy, and like they're gonna stick in every game mode. Clay's gonna yell at you a lot, and they're gonna Clay's gonna shit talk you. You might get nervous yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Like they're gonna continuously like always stay in series and just like make it so like you gotta be be sure you're at your best or they're gonna pull off an upset on you. Which mm-hmm. hey, if Legion are doing that, that's exciting because they've never really been a team that's ever even put up a fight in the CDL era. Yeah. Just All like, right, now we're to our uh, fourth place team, Brock. Toronto, your Toronto. boys. Oh. Team I picked to win the tournament. Um, I'd say. Like if halfway through the tournament, they everybody was they're probably like the favorite in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, they were looking very good. Scrappy had a great event for his first event. Um, I'd say overall positives from this event: an impressive performance for their first uh, event together for um, Scrappy's first really event as a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, Standy looked very improved. He looked. We saw a lot of glimpses of like the Cold War, like superstar mm-hmm. Standy. Uh, Kleenex was Kleenex. He's also a pretty good insight. Was making clutch plays, jumping out the the bedroom window um, (laughs) against thieves, killing him off the bomb. Like overall, thought pretty good weekend for Toronto. I'd say in their eyes, they're probably pretty disappointed because they felt like for a little bit there they were probably the best team at the tournament. So like obviously in their eyes, they're gonna be disappointed because they came in with expectations to win. But I'd say like I came away with nothing but positives from this team. I mean, Kleenex and Standy, the sub duo, had one point oh fours. Insight had a 1.09, Scrappy with a 1.11. Pacing-wise, everything seems to be pretty in sync with them. Uh, I'd say I came out of this tournament believing that Toronto is a top-four team and one of my favorites going into pretty much every event. Jeez, I'm just going to have these stats are all like so like close. That means you're playing as a team together. Mm-hmm. And Kleenex is getting your S&D first bloods. Like, he's the highest, clearly, in that, which I'd expect. Mm-hmm. Kills per round, they're all relatively close. Um like hill time, it's all pretty spread. Like almost everybody is averaging about a minute in the hill. Damage, they're all pretty close. Besides, like insights, maybe a little lower, but you'd expect that he's playing a little slower. And in kills per 10, insights, maybe a little lower because he's playing slower. But like everything seems in sync. Scrappy was an absolute demon in control. He was dominating in control this weekend. Yes, Scrappy's him. <laughs> yeah, he's an incredible player. Um, I would overall say, though, like. I was very impressed with this team. I, I wanted to see something. I wanted to see Scrappy do it in his first event. I believed he could for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I wanted to see it to be sure. Like, you know, you always want to see it first to be sure. I, I had faith he wasn't going to get nervous on land. He was going to be very good. But like, I thought it was a 99% chance. There's always that 1% chance. But no, nah, he he definitely, he's a beast. That team is very good. I'm, I'm, I'd be shocked if they weren't like a pretty consistent top four team. Yeah. That is right very good. Um, more hotter team of the weekend and they they seem like like insight kleenex standy scrappy like they seem like they could be so good at search seem like they're gonna slay in hard point i feel like the, this team is just gonna be like if we fast forward to the end of the year and they finish top four at every event uh i, w- I wouldn't be surprised yeah definitely I'd say I, I i expected them to win an event this year and i would say leaving this tournament i still expect them to find a way to win one event this year at least 
Yeah, especially if they keep playing like that, definitely. Yeah. All right, Brock, our third place team. Uh, we got Atlanta Phase. I thought they EGL. battled well, but the goalpost for this team is just like so high. Basically, if they don't win, it's like that's a sucky weekend for Failure. them. <laughs> like, because that's they're just that good. Like, that's how good yeah. they are. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say the thing that sticks out to me in their stats, um, first of all, BZ had a 1.77 in search. That's unreal. Um, selling him with the classic, selling him event at 1.21 overall. KD, um, what's new? BZ both around a one. Slasher at a point nine two, a little lower for Slasher. I feel like finishing third at this tournament, which I would consider kind of a growing pains tournament for them. Mm-hmm. Like this, is the first time they've played with a new player on their roster in like over two years, um, and they still come out in third. And I thought it was impressive that they like to me. If you look at their wins and losses, also this tournament, it's pretty impressive because like they beat LAG Academy three two, which like yeah, it's an academy team, but once again, best challengers team in the game right now. Uh, they 3 0 Seattle, who was our eventual runner-up. They 3-1 to Vegas, who was on a hot streak. They 3-1 Toronto, who at the time was like the hottest team in the tournament. Yep. Uh, lost a tough, tough, tough map five to Seattle. And that map four against Seattle in winner's final. Insane. Okay. Like maybe the best comeback we'll see all year. Jeez. Like 140 points. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. That map was unreal. And they lose to our eventual champions, New York, in a tough fought 3 1 series. So, like, the two teams they lost to this weekend, the only two teams they lost to were the two teams that made finals. Yeah. Um, overall, they're 10 and 8 in hard point on the year, 9 and 5 on surge, 5 and 5 in control. Uh, I think coming out of this weekend, they might be my pick to win the next event. Uh, I still came out very impressed with them. Like, it's going to be hard to obviously pick against New York, but it's hard to go back to back. Uh, Pacing wise, everything seems very even. They're all within two kills of each other and kills per ten and hard point. Mm-hmm. Um, all within like two hundred damage of each other. All within like ten seconds of hill time in hard point. Um, Jeez. first blood percentage. They have three players over twelve percent uh, in search and destroy. Like damage and control, they're all very close. Kills per ten, they're all within two. Like they're playing together. Their pacing is good. I think it's just a bit of a Man. learning curve, and they lost a couple tight series. Um, yeah, I'd still say gun to my head pick a team to win champs i think i'm still leading phase <laughs> but yeah they're very consistent no matter what year it is <laughs> like, I, just, I just think and i think with slasher they're going to continue to improve like i think it's just going to be a little bit of growing pains because they haven't played like he steps into like basically an igl role for them and they've had alex voice our city's voice in their ear for two years now yeah as their igl for the better part of their career and i think it might just be a little bit of growing pains but a lot of the issues with him last year was like that Selium was playing too slow, but pacing wise, he's kind of right on board with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of the other issues I'm seeing here, like their hardpoint KDs, three guys below a one. Um, even in control, their KDs are around all like a one, but like maybe some slight slaying issues in uh, hardpoint. Just a quick yes or no answer. Uh, do you think that FaZe will struggle with slaying too much this year in respawn? <laughs> I do not perceive that to be true in the future. <laughs> yeah, so like if one of their issues was maybe hardpoint slaying, uh, I don't think that's going to continue. I think uh, Simpa, BC, Slasher, and Selim will be able to get some kills on the map. Yeah, I think they'll get plenty of kills. <laughs> I'd say this weekend overall for them was positive, and some people might be like, how can you say that? How can you say that? It's like, it's phase. Well, like, when your expectation is to win every event because of how good you are, like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to maybe seem... Yeah, like it's just like a little bit of a mess, but like I think just clean a couple things up, and I, I would expect this team. I, I think we'll see them right back in the top three of the next tournament. 
Yeah. Also, the new IGL Slasher is pretty different from Alex, so definitely, you know, a little bit weird off the off the start. So, yeah, like if this team finishes like top six, I maybe like a little bit like, hey, wait a minute, like what's going on here? But it was a tough battle, and they finished top three. And I like like I said, when we get to the next tournament, I might be picking them to win it all. I picked Toronto to win this tournament, and I was feeling pretty good going into Sunday, mm-hmm. and even late on Saturday, but. I don't know. I'm pretty impressed with Atlanta. I, I got nothing else to say on them. I'm I'm very confident that they're gonna uh, be like a top three, top two team this year. Still, yeah, definitely. This weekend didn't change that. Yep. Second place team, Seattle. Probably you could argue. I mean, a part of, of the teams that didn't win. Obviously, you kind of have to say NYSL had the most impressive weekend because they had a dominant performance in one. But like of the teams that didn't win, maybe the most impressive performance overall would be Seattle because. People were talking about how abysmal this was and like this team mm-hmm. was not good and they needed to pack a punch like Ake said and they didn't with accuracy and this team was in shambles and they made a run all the way to second. So maybe the most impressive run overall considering yeah. the circumstances of any team. Yeah, definitely. And the Kobe and Shaq duo. <laughs> Pred and Sid, these guys are unreal. It's too, it's too good. <laughs> They're unreal. And this team to me, when they unlock the form, I think you'll agree like is when accuracy's playing consistent, but when Mac hits that next gear that he has, this mm-hmm. team is almost I think this team is almost unbeatable when Mac hits that that next gear that he sometimes hits. We saw it a couple yeah. times this weekend. Yeah, definitely. We saw it in the actually we saw it in the map that they choked. The, yeah, 100, like the 140 point lead. Seven at one point, yeah. He was like 13 and two at one point too. Like he was and it wasn't like he was shooting him in the back. Like he was running around ego challenging them and frying phase. Challenge. And like Overall in the year, twelve and seven in hard point, seven and four in control, four and ten in search and destroy. Yeah. Like these guys can't win a search and they're still doing this. And like the path of teams they took out also, like they beat London and LAG Academy, kind of whatever, but they also beat Thieves, FaZe, and New York on their route to the final. Yeah, that's some that's some good teams. <laughs> good teams. Like I'd say right now, Atlanta and New York probably both top three teams, and you know, Thieves probably right up there, top four, top five team. Mm-hmm. And they beat uh- them all. Yeah, I was very impressed for them to play second after they really couldn't out with a search to save their lives. <laughs> yeah, they looked pretty bad online. People were calling for roster changes and like, hey, pretty solid showing from them. The search and destroy still has to improve though because you can't rely as much on respawn as they did this weekend. Yeah, clean up the search and you know they'll win it all. And I completely agree with like what everybody on broadcast was saying. It was basically like if. If Mac and Accuracy have good maps, this team almost becomes unbeatable because like Sib and Pred are just always on. Yeah. Um like kind of look at Accuracy's hill time, 82 and a half. It's actually I can't believe it's lower than Scump and Illy's because he seems to want to set the hill for three minutes every map. It's super soak. <laughs> yeah. Also, accuracy's S D first blood percentage. This doesn't look like a real number. 1.3%. What the that had to have been the low. I mean, Pred obviously at twenty one and a half. We'd expect with a guy like Pred in your team, it's not going to be a lot. I want to sort that actually by all teams. Well, your SD first blood percentage is at the lowest. Yeah, accuracy at the lowest. Octane second lowest. I mean, it's a lot of slower players like you'd expect, like Major Maniacs down here, Celium, um, Paul, Octane, Accuracy. Mm-hmm. A lot of insight. A lot of slower players down here attach, but one point three percent is like insane. The next lowest is like three times as much. Three times higher percentage. Ain't moving. Yeah, we just need to come some consistency from accuracy and Mac. I think is my takeaway from Seattle this weekend. Yeah, like you said, because 
we don't need if, that Mac that we saw in that one map. Like that was like insane. Just yeah, a little he, bit more consistent. Yeah. Even if he, if he drops like a a one with the Fred and Sib duo that went in it. Yeah, those two are those two are on those, those are those superstars. I mean, those are like, in my opinion, those are like two guys you look at like these are like the future, like future of the league type guys. It is, they just always do it. Jeez, they're just so good. <laughs> like, would you agree? Like, when you look at those two, like, I, I think those are like two guys that five years from now, they both might have an MVP. Like, that's how good I believe these guys are. They're insane. I mean, I picked mm-hmm. Fred to win MVP this year, but like, these guys are like literally both guys that like, I'd be shocked if they end their career. If both these guys ended their career without a ring and an MVP, I would I would be surprised. That's how good they are. Yeah, they're definitely rivaling that sip in the BZ. And a lot of people are on the Mac. Like like the inconsistencies, the inconsistencies are too much for me. I still think Mac is a really good player. There was a point last year this guy had the same team um, last year, and there was a point last year where like Mac was the best player on this team for a pretty good stretch of the year. It's like it was like almost like a major and a half. Yeah, like he was the best player on the team, and it wasn't even debatable for a stretch there. And then, obviously, towards the end of the year, Pred uh, started kicking up like crazy, and Sib started playing well. But there was a legitimate stretch where it cannot be argued. Mac was the best player on this team. Yeah, like that that gets forgotten. Like I think Mac's a really good player, and I I do think like it's so tough because people really like to just talk down an accuracy's name because like it, his play style is slow and he never really drops big maps. But like clearly, he's bringing something to this team, or they wouldn't have all these high placings. Mm-hmm. Like he's bringing something to this team. He's a good leader. Intangibles, IGL. Like, is, let me find the tweet that I liked. You can keep talking a little bit about Seattle while I find this tweet. Yeah, Seattle accuracy. You know, doesn't he? <laughs> he's, it's like Draymond. You want to say about the Warriors? <laughs> he's basically Draymond for the Seattle. So I chalk it up to. Yeah, here it is. Pred, Sib, Mac, and Accuracy are the seventh team. Uh, shout out to Brian Stats for this, but. Um, Pred, Sib, Mac, and Accuracy are the seventh team to make the grand finals as a core four in two or more Call of Duty titles. Uh, and listen to the other names on here. We got the the Simba, BZ, Selium, and City squad, mm-hmm. Dynasty team. Zuma, Clay, Attach, and Able. If you don't know about that team, they were a consistently great team in jetpacks on phase very, very from good. AW through IW, like always top four. Very good team. Slasher, Apathy, John, and JCap. Um, the Envy team that won champs went to back to back champs finals. I like the only roster I believe to ever go to back-to-back finals. That team was incredible. The Optic Dynasty, Scump, Krim, Karma, Formal. The Cole Dynasty, Aix, Clay, Krim, and TP. And then a, a Shocker team in here, the TK team for back in the day. Sharp, Theory, Neslo, and Goonjar. Um, and then technically they said Shotzi, Illy, Krim, and Hook from MW19 to Cold War if you want to count that. But that's kind of weird because it was 5v5 to 4v4. Yeah. Um, but listen to those teams. You got the Cole Dynasty, uh, the... The Phase Dynasty, the Phase Jetpack Squad with Zuma, Clay, Attach, and Abel. Um, the Envy Squad that was legendary. Uh, obviously, like the Double Dynasties, Cole and Optic, like I said. And then that TKT that was pretty consistently good back in the day. Kind of maybe like the one weird outlier, but like pretty good company to be in. To be a roster to make Grand Finals in two different games. Yeah. Doing something right, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's wild, to be honest. Um, I... I it, like the the scary thing is like I, I want to say like uh, the, like let's go like this team I I think they can improve like they're gonna be consistent but their thing is inconsistency so like they might finish top twelve at the next major and we might be back to panic for them yeah I think top two top twelve <laughs> but I'd also say like they're pretty good at search last year and like 
I trust accuracy in search. I trust Pred. I trust Sib. I trust Mac. I trust these players in search. Like, I think they're searching just like once again, I think it's a positive thing that like they're not struggling in hardpoint or control. Mm-hmm. They're so good in those game modes because I do think this team could improve to like a 50% win rate in search and destroy, and then they'd be dominant. Yeah. They don't have to be like the best search, they'd be average. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're gonna be so good in respawn. But I, I I'd say I come out of this weekend, I'm like, I feel pretty good about this team. Like I, I think they can improve their search, and I, I think they'll be pretty good overall. Yeah, definitely. Definitely didn't, didn't really see them go top two, but you know, they proved me wrong. Yeah, it was definitely overachieving for where people had them at in their mind coming into this event. Mm-hmm. All right. Then our champions. Uh, clearly the best team at this tournament. They're very ahead of everyone. They were dominant. Um, we can talk a little bit about their interesting play style they had. Basically, go, 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 get in your face and just dominate, basically. Keep, keep running. Never stop running. <laughs> uh, but NYSL. Kind of out of nowhere. I would say, like, we're shocked that they did it. But, yes, it's surprising because they weren't, like, maybe the best team. But, like, we both agreed before this season, going into this tournament, before everything, like, the talent is clearly there for this team to win tournaments. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Was never, the, the question was never if this team had talent to win the tournament. It was if they could put it together um, and had enough experience and everything. And they did it. Uh, a lot of people can be shouted out. Obviously, you don't win a tournament um, without all the players playing their part. It just mm-hmm. doesn't happen, but like, I mean, where do we begin with the shoutouts? Kismet wins an MVP. Like, this guy went from yes. um, fringe league player to having a great performance at BO4 Champs to being out of the league for a while to being on the Paris Legion in MW and then doesn't work out, being out of the league for a couple of years, comes back last year and dominates at the end of last year, dominates early. I mean, gotta give this guy a shoutout. He just made himself undeniable, basically. Um, yeah, shout out to Kismet. Also, he seems like a great teammate, also. Like, I would want to play with that guy. Yeah, he just does like all the kind of dirty work, and he was right on top of all that. Yeah, he does the dirty work. He's willing to do anything to open up the map for his teammates. But he also seems like like a positive teammate. Like he's gassing you. Like if you're like struggling on a map, he doesn't feel like you would. You get that like tone in his voice where you can kind of tell he's annoyed with you. And like yeah. he just seems like a good teammate, like a, a guy that uh, like you'd like to play with. Yeah, I feel like he's he's such a momentum. Like and his, when he's playing good and his teammates are hopping up, he just like, unkillable. It seems like. He, yeah, he plays a lot of energy too. If he starts frying, he'll he'll get loud. Yeah, the bulldog. <laughs> yeah, um, and also P dog. I, I think the biggest shout out from this weekend, um, that deserves to happen is Priesta. Because mm-hmm. for the last how many years have we been talking about Priesta? Like, like where where is Priesta? Like, we know this guy's a, a superstar. Like, that's what he's always been. Yeah. Like, where is he? <laughs> like, where is he in this event? 1.11, 1.09 in hard point, 1.15 in search, 1.12 in control. You know, 1.1 or higher, basically, in every game mode. Um, incredible. Kind of funny that Kizant wins MVP because he had a 1.03 overall. Like, pretty significantly the worst KD in his team. But, like, if you're watching the maps, you understand why Kismet won MVP. Like, the dude had yeah. a crazy impact on the map this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but my biggest shout-out goes to Priest. Obviously, like, the shoutouts have to go all around. Everybody in this team played incredible. That's why they won the event. But like the biggest step up to me, like we knew Hydra could fry. We knew Skies was going to fry. Skies, I yep. believe, was the number one overall KD at the event. Um, yes, yes. And Hydra, like we knew the Ulster were going to fry. It's just like Priesta has been missing the last few years, and he was definitely not missing this event. Mm-hmm. The Val to duo turned the COD duo. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like a thing I love to personally see, I feel like sometimes don't get me wrong the playstyle works where pred has 22 percent first blood percentage abz has 30 percent first blood percentage um mm-hmm. and you have these like shotsies that like get really high 
first blood percentage and it's like your initial play in search is to have them go find an opening get the initial kill but i love to see a team like this in search and destroy skies was at about 11 and a half percent priesta about 12 and a half hydra about 13 and a half and then kismet about 16 percent. they're all above 10 percent first blood percentage they're spreading that like that out and i feel like that makes you so much better at search and destroy because like you don't know where the first blood's coming from like normally like you can't rely on one person. One of it's like phase. If you see a BZ making a play towards the site, somebody spots them. It's like, hey, they're probably making this play because the BZ's going here and trying to find this opening. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, it's not like they have a set guy that's like going out to try to make that initial play and get a first blood. Like, this team spreads it around. Skies was looking great with the sniper. Like, it's a good team. This is a good team. I would like to see it if they keep it up, too. It's always so, so hard because, like, Basically, if they don't win the next event, it's considered not keeping it up. And it's hard to go back. It's hard to win an event in COD, and it's hard to go back to back. Yeah. I want to see how the team adjust to play them. Yeah. I, and it seems like they're like, there's always a team like this at every event. Every first event of the year is always a team that seems a little bit ahead. This team clearly seemed like the team that was a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I don't know. I, I like this team a lot. I think they're going to be able to keep it up and i think they're gonna be like pretty consistently top four top five i don't know if they'll be able to continue to fry like this because like they basically just hit yeah. the go button and was in everybody's face like i think people are gonna catch up to that a little bit yeah i don't think they're gonna be like as dominant as they might have been towards the end of the run but i don't know i like I, it i do i, I was, was kind of watching you know super happy to see priesta win it yeah yeah, I was as well. Um, probably the most impressive player on the weekend, to be honest, because like we mm-hmm. said, expected everybody else to fry, and like they always do, but Priest has been the one that's been missing a little bit the last couple of years, and he definitely was not missing. It was the um, question mark. Yeah. And, and he delivered. Yeah, and like, look at this team's like map records on this year as well, like overall, not just this major. They're 12-8 and eight in hardpoint, 9-3 in control, 9-6 and six in search. Obviously, they're going to be very good in every game, considering they won the event. Yeah. Um, but man, uh, I'm I'm pretty positive on them going forward. Uh, we talked about how potentially they could be a team to make a roster change because Wardy was on their bench and we didn't know if Kismet was going to continue. But uh, Kismet pretty much shut down those rumors considering he won MVP. Uh, yeah, he's not he's not getting benched now. <laughs> we say that and MVP from last year, Sparta ended up getting benched. Uh, yeah, definitely a different situation though. I, I don't see that happening. It, it is different. Yeah, uh, I like the team overall though. I obviously couldn't have had a better event. They won it. Um, mm-hmm. Not on my radar, but it's on their radar. And like we said, like we knew this team had the potential. They had we we like we marked them as one of our teams that we weren't maybe picking to win an event, but they had event winning potential because this roster is very talented. Maybe our big questions was like where the IGL was going to come from, but like Kismet has experience. You know, Priestess, guys, Hydra between the four of them, it's maybe one of those collective efforts. Kind of like we always say, like Optic is recently kind of like a collective effort. Maybe no clear IGL, but yeah. Shoot, and this team has like flexibility to me. There's a lot of talks about meta shifts. Like to me, this team has a lot of flexibility because like Hydra and Kismet are are true, true subs, but I could also see Hydra could pull out an AR if it went to three AR. Uh Priesta could definitely pull out a third sub if it went to uh, a three sub meta. Like this team has a lot of flexibility if the meta does shift and the Vaznev gets banned and I don't know, they're they're very, very flexible team. Yeah, definitely. Just just good to see those guys win. After all the backlash they got last year too with Hydra, yeah, 
Maybe it was Krim's fault after all. <laughs> Maybe I thought that was pretty funny when uh, Hydra did a little shout out. Was like, yeah, <laughs> I finally proved Krim six wrong. I thought that was pretty funny. He's on his mind. <laughs> yeah. Also, Hydra seemed a little nervous in the interview, probably because, like, well, first of all, shoot, if I was speaking my second language up there in front of all those people, mm-hmm. um, in an emotional moment, I'd be pretty nervous. But I thought he handled the interview pretty well because, like, he doesn't really get interviewed very often, obviously, probably because, I mean, shoot, the dude still, he just started learning English probably like a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I thought it he did pretty was, well up there in the interview, though. Yeah. It was, well, it was Crib last year, basically, did all the inter- interviews. And then what year after that, it was like Clay, wasn't it? Yeah. I so, mean, he didn't have to. And obviously, like, there was question marks when he was coming into the league, like, would the comms be affected? I mean, like, maybe he doesn't have the best comms because he doesn't speak English, like, as well. But, hey, I mean, clearly it's working because they won the event and he fried. So, clearly, the comms isn't that much of an issue. Yeah, I think I think Parasite said his, com, his comms are, like, got so much better since last year, which is very, very cool to see. Yeah. Um. Anything else, though? You got anything else on New York besides... What a weekend from them. Super impressed. Makes me more excited for this year because like it now puts another team on our radar that we thought was like maybe a fringe event winner had the talent, but we didn't know if they could put it together. They're now an event winner already. Um I mean um, shoot. I looking at these teams, it's like like you go to this bracket and I'm like, I still think like looking at the point standings, uh if we were to end it today, Optic would be out of champs and Legion would be in. Obviously oh. a lot of season left to go, but like man, looking at the standings, I'm like now that New York won, they got to be on your radar. I still think Ultra, Fade, Surge, Rocker, Thieves, even Optic. I think all those teams could win. Like Breach and Legion are dark horses. Like I'm more excited than ever to see what happens to the next event. We obviously got a little bit of a break here, so no predictions. But yeah, I just want to say I, I wasn't familiar with a uh, Kismet's game. <laughs> <laughs> a little Shaq quote. Yeah, dude is <laughs> a dog. He, he's a dog. The bulldog. Uh, yeah, for real. Jeez. A lot of impressive players. Uh, maybe we'll do a. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. I just kind of just this isn't like for sure set in stone, but maybe we'll do the the player tier list. I wanted to do it following each major. Oh, yeah. Like where we had players ranked or potentially going into each major, depending on if we had the week break. But like we've got a few weeks as there's like a Christmas break mm-hmm. um, for the CDL players until like major two starts. But maybe we'll do like a, a tier list post major one of the players and like a lot of times I don't like to overreact. Like last year when LA Thieves won their first event, like Kenny one MVP, but like you didn't want to rank Kenny too high because he had been pretty bad the whole year. Yeah. So like based on where we had players to start the year, like all of a sudden if you think like clearly NYSL you could put every player in S as of right now. But like don't overreact to it if all of a sudden like maybe like Priest is only an A because like he hasn't earned S yet because of how inconsistent he's been for the three years leading up to this one good yeah, event he had. Like your gap. don't overreact. <laughs> but like yeah, we'll maybe we'll do something like that. We'll brainstorm it. It might not be next week because we've got like a couple week gap here, but like maybe we'll do that. We'll do a player tier list or something, but not yeah. sure because we don't have any predictions because we got a little break here for Christmas and stuff. Um, yeah. But you got anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, not, no, not really. I just wasn't really NWS on my radar of winning, but you know, prove me wrong. Yeah, that, I got nothing. Yeah, um, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, if you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Comment down below your thoughts on the major. Obviously, a pretty wild one. Um, like like Brock said, NYSL, maybe not really on the radar of winning. Like We knew that the talent was there, but they came out of nowhere, and that's kind of the beauty of Call of Duty and these games. Also, like 
something I had to take away from this weekend. Hardpoint was really entertaining. Like comeback yeah. ability is here. Like in Vanguard with how mixy it was and stuff, like it seems like nobody could ever make a comeback. Teams are making some comebacks in this game, which is always exciting because like there's nothing better than like Black Ops 4 Seaside when a team was down 150 points and they'd come back and win. Like Optic yep. did against Splice in that final, or like FaZe just did against Surge. Um like there's nothing better than that crazy like 150 point hardpoint comeback that is so exciting to watch. So like I'm excited to hopefully see that continue. Like game overall, I'd say obviously, just like it is every year with the Call of Duty League, like game, eh, you know, maybe not the best, but somehow they find a way to make it entertaining. I had fun watching. So yeah. Looking Same. forward to watching more. Um like I said, thank you guys so much for 800 subs. That was a cool milestone to hit. We're at about like 815-ish now on the road to 900. So drop a sub if you if you haven't and you enjoyed already. Found the audio platforms. Drop a five-star review. Drop a follow on there. Um, that's going to do it for this one. We'll see you next week, maybe with the player tier list. Uh, maybe something else. We'll kind of brainstorm as the week goes on since we don't have matches to talk about. But um, thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.